All right, welcome to another episode of Gear and Review. I am Reed Smith, joined as always by Bobby Ratu. Hey, what's up? And we also have another person here. It's Mark Berry. Hello, how are you? So we've got a third co-host. I'll just be over here since you guys are the ones that actually <laughs> use all the gear. Um, <laughs> no, we're, we, we, uh, we've had uh, a great uh, response to the show and we've talked, Bobby, you and I have talked a lot about uh, different pieces of gear and gadgets and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, we're not changing course, but over the next handful of episodes, we're actually going to focus in on uh, not the consumer, not the prosumer, but the actual pro uh, side of the equation around gear and gadgets. And so for those that are out there doing this for a living, uh, stay tuned because these uh, these upcoming shows are specifically designed for you. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about today, if it's okay, Reed, you know, um, some of the biggest questions that we're getting is what stabilizers do you use for video? And um, we are actually been going through that process ourselves. And we like gadgets. You know, Reed, you like gadgets. Mark likes gadgets. We all like gadgets. I do. So we keep on buying more gadgets because one of the biggest things is becoming more portable in the production right. that we do. Yeah, and just keeping it simpler. So we are going to talk today about the Ronin MX versus the Ronin S. Now, for the professional people, uh, you know that the Ronin MX is a two-handed stabilizer. Uh, you've got uh, a place on either side of the camera to hold with a bar across, and it stabilizes uh, whatever camera you want to use in the center. We typically put a uh, like a 5D Mark III on it. Um, and then versus the Ronin S that just came out, the world is excited. The world loved it so much that it was backordered for a while, and we finally got one where that same stabilizer doesn't have bars on the either side. It has It's a single handle underneath. And so I figured we kind of compare and contrast today in this little episode, what we found so far, what we like, you know? Very cool. Before we get to that, and this actually may drag on for a couple of episodes talking about stabilization, and we'll, we'll talk more about that in a minute. But uh, thanks for listening. And for those that, uh, if this is your first time or maybe you're back, uh, be sure to visit us online. Touchpoint.health is the website. You can find the backlog and archive of episodes for this show and all of our others. Obviously, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. That is the number one way that uh, other folks out there can find the show. And uh, excited to have Mark uh, because Mark's, you know, obviously Bobby as well, but Mark's using a lot of this gear. And so to get some of that feedback on exactly how this stuff works, pros, cons, you know, while we're trying different things. And so, Bobby, you brought up the Ronin MX and the Ronin S. Um, so how, how long have you guys, um, you know, been using the MX or, you know, kind of what was the initial impetus behind, you know, wanting to get, you know, a piece of stabilization gear like that? So we bought the MX uh, about three years ago, two and a half, three years ago, when we were working on a project that we knew that we needed to be in a tight space, but did not want a steady cam. And a steady cam is basically hooked at your hips and it puts the camera on a bar in front of you. And it stabilizes the camera, but you can walk around with it. But that's gotcha. a lot. It's, it's a lot of gear to wear. You know, you've got to put this apparatus on. It's got a hook to your body. And so we wanted something a little bit more portable. And so uh, DJI came out with this Ronin M, then MX, where we bought the MX specifically so that it can actually detach from a handle and add it to a drone and it can act independently. So we wanted something flexible. Uh, 
Okay. And we just fell in love with it. it the, the content creation that we did, um, we just loved. And so that just kind of became a part of our workflow is that we love the shots that it gave us. Mark, wh- why did you like it so much when we started using it? Well, like you mentioned earlier, we had a steady cam, which is me- mechanically balanced, which means you actually have to balance it yourself before each shoot. The Ronin M had a electronic balance. So to your emphasis on portability, we could just fire it up and go. Whereas with the Steadicam, it was maybe a 30, 35 minute setup. So the Ronin M was a lot faster. Yeah. And the other thing about the Ronin MX is that it literally has a bar across the top and the stabilizer hooked underneath it. And it's almost like a carriage for the camera. And it has these motors that keep that camera stable. So if it feels your body going left or right, it compensates against it so that the camera stays completely stable the whole time. And we found ourselves running with it, holding it with one hand, holding it above people. And we've even taken ourselves in a two-person shoot where, you know, we have a remote control that one can control the camera and the other person do the moves. So it gave us a lot of flexibility and it produced beautiful imagery mm-hmm. uh, with the cameras that we were using. So, cool. well, so, I mean, I, I think, you know, obviously most people that are listening are familiar with the idea of stabilization. Bobby, you and I have talked about it on previous episodes and why that you know might be a good idea for if you, if you're not, you can go back and listen to some of those earlier episodes on handheld gimbals. And of course we've talked about it in different, different episodes. Otherwise, um, and so, you know, the MX obviously was was a great, you know, a flexible piece of uh, hardware that you could use in a number of different applications. But what, so what's the story with the S? I mean, you mentioned the handle moving underneath, uh, but why why the immediate back order and what's, what's the big deal? Why does everybody want it? Well, when we, um, one of the things that really opened my eyes when I saw this pop up is our pre, we had a trip to Haiti where we had to be very portable. And we had to climb a lot of mountains. And in order to travel with this piece of equipment, you had a big case and, you know, and you had to walk up and down a lot of steps. And so when I saw the Ronin S come out where it's basically one pole that you hold on your hand, it's kind of like just a handle and the stabilizer sits on top of it the same one that's on roughly that's on the MX, but it's only got one handle and it's a lot more portable. And so I went to order it and it was back ordered and I started researching. Everybody loved it because of the portability of it. It was so much smaller. And so I, I was finally able to order it and I got it on hand for a project we're getting ready to do. And the first day that Mark came out and worked with it, he was like game changer. Yeah. And so Mark, tell us why it became a game changer for us, especially given the fact that you operated the MX so much. Well, typically when you go more portable, you're making a sacrifice in some other area. Maybe you're using a smaller camera that doesn't have as good quality or, you know, you typically can't have your cake and eat it too. But with the Ronin S, you really can. It's more portable, but it's also better in every way. Uh, you can get shots that uh, are unimaginable with the MX due to its size. It has a stand built into it, so you don't have to carry an extra component with you. You on mean shoes. the S, the Ronin S. The Ronin S has a stand built into it, whereas the Ronin M, it's separate. So you're, there's, that's something less you have to carry on a shoe. 
Furthermore, uh, the software that's built into the Ronin S is just incredible. Uh, DJI released an app specifically designed for the Ronin S with all sorts of capabilities. You can program what they call waypoints, do panning time lapses, uh, all sorts of control that's just not possible with the Ronin M. To my knowledge, the only thing the Ronin M has that the Ronin S does not is the ability to mount to a large drone like the Matrice. Yeah, and so it really, one of the things that I first noticed is that Mark was describing, you know, we were running down the mountain and I had to run behind him with a stand so he could set it down and take a break Um, because it is, it's, you know, it's, pretty much puts a lot of emphasis on your forearms and your biceps. And with the, with the Ronin S it's one handle and it has a longer handle that you can attach to it. That's a tripod. And so you essentially can spread, spread it and just set it right down right where you are and then pick it right back up and go. And so it, if you look at it from a size, if I stood behind Mark and he was holding the Ronin S, I could not tell if he was holding it by standing behind him. But if I stood behind him and he was holding the Ronin M or MX, his arms would be outstretched beyond his body. And you could tell. So that tells you right there, it's easier to fit through crowds and doors by walking with this thing to get more tight shots in places that we normally weren't able to go. You also have more direct control over the camera via the actual utility. Yeah, you... You can control the camera directly from the app, whereas it's a little bit harder with the MX. Okay. So what, you know, I'm capturing content, I'm doing things. Um, At what point, like what's the threshold that I might want to look at something like this? Um, One of the things, especially, you know, we're healthcare people as well. That's we work in spaces like this, it's vertical. If you're trying to shoot things inside an emergency room or a hospital floor, you want to be as unobtrusive as possible, specifically to get in tight spots. We know how hospitals are. They're very crowded. And so the Ronin S is a scaled down, smaller version. So you can get in those spaces without being so obtrusive with a stabilizer like the MX. It takes up so much space. So it really cuts down in size, if that makes sense. It, it really it makes it a lot easier. And you can still mount the camera that you want on it. Very cool. And what what type of cameras can you put on there? Is it is it relatively unlimited, or what's the recommendation as far as the actual uh, camera itself? What do you think, Mark? Well, the Ronin S, the motors on it are pretty strong. The MX obviously could take a little bit bigger camera, but you're talking about uh, cameras that aren't really used much anymore. Yeah. So you can put like a small mirrorless camera on the S, all the way up to you know, your full size, full frame DSLR. Okay. Um, and we're still looking at the weight limits. We're not sure if they can put a red on it. A lot of people like the reds, but we're seeing reds, the red cameras on the MXs and the Ms. So they're, they're holding these bigger uh, full size 35 millimeter uh, high uh, 4K cameras uh, on the MXs. Yeah, obviously the specs would actually have a weight limit, but I've had the C100 on it, no problem at all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. What about um, price point between the two? Oh, that's that's a big, huge selling point. The price point on the uh, the Ronin MX or M is between fourteen and sixteen hundred dollars for the base. 
but we've added gadgets, we've added more batteries, things to it to kind of scale it up, especially adding a monitor. Whereas the Ronin S is between is around the six fifty to seven hundred mark. Okay. And, okay. So I mean, it's like half price. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So it's 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 good opportunity, something to look at, and honestly, it's great to have both of them. I mean, we've enjoyed having both of them. Yeah, it's really great in every way. And Reed, you asked about a threshold earlier. I wouldn't really say there is a threshold. I would almost say this is a standard edition, a must-have in your toolkit if you're going to be okay. serious about video production. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a good way to look at things. And so um, maybe let's break there. I know we want to get into um, you know uh, in, in our next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about you know a little more of what we're talking about, which is the the Ronin S, but how it relates more to. Um, I don't know if prosumer is really the right word, but some of the other stabilization maybe people are using. So uh, hang in there with us. Uh, check back next week. We're going to talk a little bit more about stabilization. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with Bobby online, asking questions. And um, you know, we'd love to love to hear more from you. Touchpoint.health is the website. And for Bobby Ratu, Mark Berry, and Reed Smith, we'll see you next week. This show is made possible in part by the Social Health Institute. Through research and partnerships with healthcare organizations around the country, the Social Health Institute explores new and innovative ways for hospitals, healthcare organizations to develop and enhance their social media and digital marketing strategy. To learn more about the Social Health Institute, visit them online at socialhealthinstitute.com. That's socialhealthinstitute.com. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health.